let's admit something uh, that there is inside inside Idlib now because uh, Idlib hosted a lot of people from uh, everywhere inside yeah. Syria. So maybe there is uh, three million people there. Mm. Okay, can we say all these people are uh, terrorists? When you when, when you are going to defend yourself, no one can call you terrorist, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's right. It's an yeah. un, unalienable right to defend yourself. Yeah. Even <laughs> even uh, the West, non-Muslims, everybody agrees that yeah. it's an unalienable right. It's a yeah. right that yeah, yeah. no one. Nobody can take that away from you. Yes, yeah, it's basic yourself. right, uh, brother. Yeah. But what is the idea? We have to admit something that there is some radicals inside Idlib. But that doesn't give, give the, 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 the right for, for the, the Russia and the Syrian regime to, uh, to kill three million people. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to today's unscripted podcast by Islam 21C. If you're joining us new, remember to uh, click that like and subscribe button to be notified for any uh, future releases, inshallah. Uh, and just a reminder that we're all on all the podcast platforms where you normally get your podcasts. So Google, Spotify, CastBox and Apple, iPod, uh, Apple iTunes as well, inshallah. Um, today we have uh, a few very special guests, alhamdulillah. We're going to be talking about, inshallah, the situation in Syria. Uh, the situation in Syria is something that's close to all of our hearts. Um, and it's something that is also a very, very uh, sad chapter in human history, subhanAllah. We've seen many uh, red line after red line being transgressed flagrantly by the Syrian regime. Uh, we've seen huge uh, refugee crises. And we've seen so many standards and norms of international uh, law and, and, and rules for warfare and engagement being transgressed also. Um, to allow us to get a bit more of a detailed understanding about what's happening recently, uh, we have with us uh, Dr. Ahmed Al-Hamid. Assalamualaikum, uh, Ahmed is uh, f uh, from Syria himself. Uh, he came, w when did you come to this country? Four years ago. Four years ago, yeah. And he's been, um, he's been following the situation closely uh, on the ground there as well. Uh, speaking of on the ground, we also have Tawqir Tox Sharif uh, joining us via Skype. Asalaamu Alaikum Tox. Can you hear us? Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh. Thanks for having me. Uh, Tox is currently uh, in uh, or around Idlib, which is, uh, we're told, the last uh, rebel stronghold. Uh, and he's uh, quite close to the border uh, between uh, Syria and uh, Turkey. Um, give us an update, uh, Tox. How, how are things going there? Uh, to be honest, the last few days, uh, you could say even week, have been uh, very tense. There's a sense of chaos uh, on the ground at the moment because uh, the last, you could say, attack uh, from the Syrian regime and its Russian allies has basically caused chaos on the ground because many uh, rebel territories have fallen uh, very rapidly, areas, big areas like uh, Mars Numan um, and Sarakib, etc., most of the M5 highway. Um, what this has meant is that there's been a mass exodus of people uh, leaving areas that have been freed from the beginning of the revolution. You know, for seven, eight years they've been free, and today for the first time uh, they're falling into uh, Syrian regime hands. So this has caused uh, mass chaos and panic. Literally, we've got people on the streets at the moment. Um, we're trying to house people in our schools, our masjid. Um, today, we've had to tell people, look, we need to stop. 
um, because of, of we just can't take any more people at the moment. Um, and of course, the entering of Turkish forces over the last few days and then the killing of uh, Turkish soldiers has also created even more confusion. Uh, today, just now, just a couple of hours ago, um, uh, a Syrian regime helicopter was shot down. Um, so that's raised the spirits a bit of the people. They're feeling like hopefully now maybe Turkey is going to do something. So it's a real sense of chaos, urgency, hope, despair. Um, it's very, very hard to describe uh, at this moment in time. SubhanAllah. Um, so the, the talks is saying, you know, it's a chaos, yeah, yeah, hope yeah. and uh, despair at the same time. Would it? SubhanAllah, such a mix of bad and good news at the same time. Yeah, the, the real question now, uh, after the, the uh, uh, airplane shutdown, uh, the Turkish government, are they mm -hmm. going to interfere now? It's very crucial uh, question. Mm. As Syrians, uh, after a long time, we personally, I, do, I don't have that hope inside. Mm. Yeah, because I do feel that my heart uh, is broken enough to believe that there is someone outside Syria is going to help us. Yeah. So there is no hope at all. What, yeah. Can you give us a, a background? Why is Idlib important for some people that haven't been... Uh, maybe following the news as regularly. Can you give for, us some importance? For, for me, I think that uh, uh, every centimeter of Syria mm. <laughs> is very important. Yeah, most importantly now, Idlib. We've been talking about Idlib maybe four, five years ago that this yeah. day will come. Yeah, and subhanAllah, all our fears uh, mm. come, come true. Uh, First of all, uh, I have to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Dr. Al Ahmed Al Hamid. I am from mm -hmm. Baba Amru, from Homs in Syria. Yeah, I used to be an uh, oncologist in my country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when the war started, I have to take uh, a side. So there, there was two sides at that mm -hmm. time, the just and unjust. Even now, there is two mm -hmm. sides. Yeah. For me, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Tawfiqullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I took the right decision to uh, join the, the just side. So I used to work in uh, Baba Amru Hospital. Okay, uh, Honestly, I am the one who, who created that hospital. After that, a lot of uh, doctors joined me, like Muhammad Muhammad and uh, other people. So Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, we've done our best at that time. After that, um, I was kidnapped by the Syrian regime. Mm -hmm. And I spent uh, a couple of months, yeah, six months, under, uh, in the security uh, prisons of the Syrian regime. Mm -hmm. So someone like me who knows the real face of the, the, the Syrian regime, I am quite happy now to see people, they are talking about the crimes of the, 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 the mm -hmm. Syrian regime. Now, after two videos being released, one about uh, one of the soldiers of the, the uh, Syrian army is burning a dog, okay? Mm -hmm. And the other uh, video uh, about uh, the, the uh, Syrian soldiers, uh, they are digging up the graves, yeah? So after that, now mm -hmm. people start talking about their crimes.
What about the, the other crimes during yeah. the, the uh, last eight years? So, even subhanAllah. Before that, hmm? you know, even before that, with the, 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 the repression that the Syrians were feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah before yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the revolution. But, yeah, subhanAllah. But what is the idea, yeah. brother, that here in the Western uh, world, there is a lot of people mm. defending Bashar al-Assad. How do you feel when you see people, um, even, for example, calling it a civil war? It's this has entered actually, our vocabulary actually, now. Actually, two things I have to mention here. Uh, civil war is not right at all. Mm. Because it's, it's a war, yeah. But between just and unjust. Mm -hmm. So you have, as a human being, you have to take a side. Yeah. When we talk about civil war, means what? Mm. I, think, I think it's important yeah. to understand here as well, like, like what the doctor is saying is that over 70% of Syria was liberated within the first year of the revolution. Mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't thanks to Bashar al-Assad's allies, who is Iran and Hezbollah and Russia, then mm -hmm. no way would all of these territories have come back into his hands. Um, yeah. A lot of the people that are fighting on the side of Bashar al-Assad are not actually Syrians. Many of them are Iranians. Yeah. Many of them are Lebanese. Mm -hmm. Many of them are... Uh, uh, um, foreign fighters, even Russians, have been uh, killed mm. here on the ground. That just goes to show that uh, it's not a civil war. It's uh, Bashar regime has been propped up by external factors, and, and that uh, enabled him to basically stay on his kursi or his chair. Um, and, and, and that's really important to understand. It's the people, uh, the Shab al-Suri, or you know, the, the, the people who have suffered the most, uh, even from the whole uh, fitna of ISIS and Daesh and all of this kind of stuff, the people that actually suffered the most uh, were yeah. the Syrian people, unfortunately. Mm. So, um, unfortunately, sometimes uh, Western media, um, even certain Muslim countries, they want to shine the light away and spotlight people like ISIS, spotlight uh, other uh, factors. But the reality is that Bashar al-Assad has been killing people since 2012. And mm. every now and again, like the doctor was saying, People will see a doctor, uh, a video of a, of a dog burning or yeah. them breaking graves. But they've been doing this from day one. One of the reasons why I actually came to Syria was because I remember in 2012, I saw them burying a, a man alive. Yeah. And they were saying to him, say, la ilaha illallah. Yeah. Or they were saying, say, say, say uh, yeah. basically, there's no God yeah. but Allah. Uh, no, no God but it Bashar. was in Al-Aqsir, um, in Al-Aqsir, in Homs, that yeah. video. Now, I remember seeing that so, as so well. Imagine, yeah. I, see, I can't remember that. So imagine that. this was taking place in 2012. So this was yeah. taking place in 2012. And, and subhanAllah, unfortunately, so many red lines have been crossed. We've seen chemical attacks take place here. You know, I've seen children mm. dying because they can't breathe because of the sarin and, and uh, uh, different Allah. gases that have been used here. Um, but subhanAllah, the international community has stayed silent. And I think one of my most important messages uh, to any of the listeners is, is that we as Muslims, we need to strengthen our institutions. Uh, we need to work 10 years, 15 years, 20 years ahead. You know, I remember the first time a child died in my arms here in Syria. I'll never forget that mm -hmm. moment. But I said to myself in my mind, how are you going to stop this happening in 10 years time, in 15 years time? Because today, you know, I can't stop it. Today, I don't have airplanes. Today, today I don't have things that is going to mm. prevent this oppression from taking place on the Ummah. But now I need to start thinking. And we as an Ummah, we all need to start thinking 10, 15, 20 years ahead because this is how, unfortunately, the enemies 
uh, of Islam, the enemies of the Syrian people. This yeah. is how they're thinking. They're thinking many years ahead. And unfortunately, we are still uh, arguing about, you know, how to pray Salah and many mm. issues. Sometimes when I see yeah. brothers, you know, arguing in the UK, I say, SubhanAllah, look what's going on in the world. The Ummah is being massacred in Burma, in, 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 in Kashmir, in, in all of these different mm. places. You know, everywhere you look in, you know, East China, everywhere you look in the Muslim world, Muslims mm. are being sorted, but we're still uh, so disunited. And I think that's a very important message that we have to discuss. Yeah, you're is, right. It's is, like um, if your house is on fire and you're stopping to fix the, you know, straighten out a, a picture frame or something, you know. SubhanAllah, you are completely right, brother. You are completely right. Yeah, uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, when we talk about the uh, Syrian uh, regime or the, the Syrian army uh, and his allies, it's not completely right <laughs> because we are, we are fighting okay, the, the Russian army and uh, its allies, which mm. is the Syrian army is one of the allies of the Russian army. So just to make things yeah. uh, very clear, we are fighting the Iranian, we are fighting Russian. Yeah, beside that, on top of that, we can add the Syrian uh, uh, army. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, the Syrian... I mean, it's, it's, all about, it's all about interest. I mean, even if you look mm. at uh, the situation on the ground now, Syria's been split up into uh, different territories. The territories yeah. that are controlled by the Kurds, for example, yeah. control many of the oil fields, which are under the possession of America. America yeah. took them away from Daesh, from ISIS, mm. and now they don't really have a concern in what is taking place in the rest of Syria because they have, in a sense, secured the, the assets and the resources that they wanted. Mm. Um, and then the rest of the country is basically being split up between Russia uh, and Turkey, uh, as it seems. You can see that Russia and Iran yeah. are, are mm -hmm. taking different parts of the country and, and Turkey is trying to secure a part, uh, it looks like, for the Sunni Muslims. Yeah. So you mentioned Turkey. Uh, uh, Ahmed, do you know, can you... Um, um, bring us up to speed on what's been happening with vis-a-vis -vis Turkey. So Turkey's been, um, I mean, from from one angle, it's been very, uh, you know, um, outspoken in supporting the revolution right from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. But from another angle, some people they criticise Turkey. Why aren't you intervening? You know, what's the what's the situation uh, with Turkey? Look, I do like. What is it able to do? Yeah, what is it not able yeah, to do? To be honest, I do like uh, Erdogan and uh, his party. But where is the idea? Mm. Uh, he is very hesitating. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I do understand the the, the situation uh, Turkey in uh, right now. It's very hard because mm -hmm. when you don't have any allies, true allies, okay, mm -hmm. and there is a risk of uh, a war uh, <laughs> in your borders, you have yeah. to be ca very careful about that because a lot of your enemies waiting th this moment just to attack you. Mm -hmm. So from this uh, uh, point of view, I, I do uh, understand the Turkish uh, angle. Like Toks is saying, yeah. we need to think, but, you yeah, know, in build ourselves, build our societies, yeah. communities but and countries. Th th there is, to be brother. maybe even allies of one another. You know, there's so many Muslim countries yeah. that they're, they're unable to, you know, um, intervene for whatever I reason. Mean, yeah. C can I say something? Uh, yeah. uh, the, the best way for, 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 for uh, defense is attack. Mm -hmm. So what, the, the real question now, okay, if as a Turkish government, if you are not going to fight now, so when? Mm. The real question, when? Yeah, after Idlib is gone? It's not right. 
you are losing your uh, the people around you as mm-hmm. a, a Turkish government. You are losing the 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 love of the the free Syrian people, mm-hmm. okay, who are waiting Erdogan to say anything. So my point of view now it's very complicated and uh, there is a lot lot of mm. of maybe chaos uh, on the ground yeah and people are waiting the 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 uh, the time of the the starting the 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 uh, battle so alhamdulillah i think there is a lot of guys mm-hmm. who are truly honest uh, inside syria okay and waiting just to fight the the russia and uh, and the syrian regime and subhanallah today i think today, i think what the i think yeah 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 so, sorry so. to cut the doctor off, but i think what the doctor is saying is 100 right i've noticed uh, over the last few days even many of my staff have said that خلاص, that they're, they're quitting work and they're going to fight um, so now there's this resurgence of normal civilians people that are saying look where where are we going to go to there's nowhere for us to go yeah. um, so we have to, to to stand up and fight and in regards to what the doctor was saying about uh, Turkey he's 100% right uh, Turkey in a sense is in a very difficult position because they have all since the beginning of this revolution they've tried to bring other people in allies Muslim countries to support them Qatar to a certain extent for a little while was trying to support but to be honest they've been isolated so they're worried about having a war in their own country Mm. I mean unfortunately it's other countries like Saudi Arabia uh, many of the other Emirates countries um, even recently they blocked Imran Khan from speaking about uh, Kashmir in, 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 in the OIC so mm-hmm. it shows that a lot of the time these countries, when it comes to Muslim politics, when it comes to Muslim issues, they are the ones actually blocking or vetoing uh, any solutions. But when it comes to, for example, America or the West setting up a tahalaf, a coalition yeah. to bomb and destroy ISIS, they're the first ones to join in. But when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, defending the Muslims and supporting the Muslims, where clear oppression, clear red lines, you know, uh, the Bashar regime has killed far more than ISIS did in, in however many years it was here. Um, yeah. But this is all forgotten because it doesn't fit the agenda uh, of the West to a certain extent. Certainly, and that's why I think as Muslims, maybe, maybe yeah. brother, because they don't care about us. Hmm. Not before, not yeah. anymore in the future. Do you mean yeah, the... Just to be honest, we are just numbers for them. For who? Numbers for the press. No for more. the Western powers? Yeah, d- yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 So talks, I mean, and, and uh, Dr. Ahmed as well, I mean, we were in, uh, what, you, what you touched on could be uh, a potential avenue for us here in the Western world to um, maybe put pressure or lobby or, or, mm. or, or direct some of our activism. Um, are you saying that, are you suggesting that it would be a good idea for uh, Western powers to get involved and help the Syrians at this stage in terms of... Um, uh, military armament or support or, or intervention because I remember in 2013 mm. around that time there mm. were we were in the UK quite confused as to how you know what do we what do we say when it comes when our own government is our parliament yeah, yeah, is yeah, discussing yeah. intervention in Syria on the one hand obviously you want to get rid of the Bashar al-Assad but on the other hand can we trust you know uh, western powers is very difficult uh, thing talk, talk what's your view I mean do you think do you think we should be encouraging um, western intervention no, I don't think we should be encouraging uh, Western intervention. And the reason for that is because they've made a mess in Iraq, mm. uh, in Afghanistan, 
um, that would just cause a disaster. If there's any kind of Western intervention that would be acceptable, maybe possibly just a no-fly zone, if yeah. that could be enforced. But in terms of them actually getting involved on the ground, I don't think that that would be a solution. I think that would just throw... Or at uh, least giving Syria the green light to some of their vassal states, G giving mm -hmm. the green light to you know the, the states that are subservient to Western world mm -hmm. to to get Agreed. involved. Maybe. Agreed. But I, I think the solution as Muslims, uh, as as an Ummah, I think we need to put more pressure on these rich oil uh, rich countries like Saudi Arabia and the Emirates and all of these countries that have these massive resources and are the custodians of you know Mecca and yeah. Medina. Why are these people uh, watching the Muslims being massacred? I think that's a very important question that needs to be asked and people yeah. need to be putting pressure on, on these countries. Do you think we're at a crossroads today now, Dr. Ahmed? Sorry? I mean, what's happening now? Mm. Do you, I mean, Tox is talking about there's, there's so many uh, you know, um, conflicting emotions, there's hope, there's despair in the air. Mm. Do you think something could be coming? Uh, what's the significance of the last few days and the last few weeks' events? It's very difficult to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because, as I understand it, Turkish, you see, because Turk, one of Turkey's issues is in kind of international law. It, it's very hard to justify going yeah. into another country, and and then you'll get more isolated. But if your own uh, soldiers are attacked, mm. for example, they've lost a few soldiers, is that something they can justifiably now use as a as a reason to to move yeah, forward into yeah. some kind of confrontation? S sorry to say that, but not, it's not I mean, uh, easy like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about killing five uh, Turkish uh, soldiers. It's more important than, th than that. Uh, let me tell you something very important, okay? Uh, we are fighting. Uh, mm. We are fighting the Syrian regime, okay? Not to gain more lands, okay? We are fighting, okay, the Syrian regime to preserve what we, <laughs> we already have. Yeah. So, when the Syrian regime uh, attack the people who are uh, fleeing uh, to the borders, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, so when there is no reason to do that, okay, so here there is a question why the, re the, 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 the uh, uh, Russian uh, and the Syrian regime doing that, mm. okay, just to put my point of view, just to put the, the Turkish government uh, in the corner. Yeah, so they are surrounding the Turkish border from uh, the, the Turkish uh, government from all sides. So here as Syrians, we are ready. We are ready. There is a lot of good people inside Syria, even now. Okay, and you mm -hmm. cannot say that there is ISIS, there is Al-Qaeda. I don't care about those people. Those people, they are not, they are not part of us. Mm. Yeah, we are human beings, guys. We are not fighting for, for our own uh, ideology. Mm. It's just a fight. It's just a war between just and unjust, between black and white. There is no gray place uh, between these areas. So going back to your question, okay, what the 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 mixing feeling mm. now? Yeah, I, as Assyrians, uh, I can say I, I I wish we would be in a better place, okay, to 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 take. Just to, 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 to preserve what we already have and to protect those peoples, yeah. those innocent peoples. Okay. Mm. The videos uh, has been I, releasing I from there. It, it's I, a completely disaster. So we have to mm. do something. And here, I am, <laughs> I am not saying that the Western world or the Western world is defending Bashar al-Assad. No, no. But there is a lot of pro-Assad uh, yeah. here. Yeah. So 
what we should do now in the meantime. We should put much pressure okay, on the Syrian regime. And I don't believe that Trump or any other guy, he will do uh, good for, for the Syrian uh, people. But I do believe that we are going to do mm. the good for us. Just leave us just leave us, even the Turkish government, please mm. don't treat us like uh, we, like a people we don't know to do what to do. Mm. Just raise your hands from us and we can do what needs to be done. But what can the Syrians I think do then? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, point, there's a point that I would like to add, which is very uh, important. Um, the doctor said that obviously, uh, you know, uh, it's not uh, about ideologies in a sense. I think there's a really important thing to understand here at the moment is that now this is not just a Syrian war. Um, in a sense here now there's thousands of foreigners here that came to help them and their families. This is the first time now, um, I know I'm talking to you calmly right now, but outside my teams are rushing around panicking. Even now I have to make a decision about my own family. What am I going to do with yeah. them? Am I going to be able to get them to mm -hmm. Turkey? Um, am I going to be able to, uh, is Turkey going to allow my family, etc.? And many people are making that decision that, look, maybe we're going to have to make a last stand. So what I think is, is very important is there's always been issues on the ground as well here where different ideologies, different understandings um, have tried to take control of this conflict in a sense. But I think today a lot of this is being put on the side and you can see now different factions coming from the Turkish areas, Jebha Wataniya, and you have some of these other groups that were here, uh, uh, for example, uh, and everybody is just saying, look, guys, we need to put everything on the side. Everybody needs to fight. There's common people now getting up and leaving. Um, and I think that if, inshallah, that this unity can come, mm. then despite all of the, the air power and everything that is, is, is in front of the Syrian people and everybody else here, that inshallah, that, you know, maybe they will be able to push back this assault from the, the Syrian regime, inshallah ta'ala. Wallahi, brother, I wish, I wish uh, that happened, but uh, I don't think so. As long as there is a lot of people, they are, uh, get benefits from uh, being on the ground as a princess of wars. Did you get what I mean? Yeah, war yeah, princes. Yeah, uh, so uh, uh, going back to your comment, okay, uh, you are because maybe I think you have a foreign passport, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I used to. I yeah. used to. I used to. Have a passport. Actually, yeah. Funny so you mentioned you are, that. You are lucky, brother. Okay, yeah. because if you want to go, to yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually stateless now. So yeah, I'm funny. one of those. May Allah make yeah. it easy for you, yeah. brother. So yeah. I actually but wanted I'm to get an update from you on that. I mean, yeah. last year we had a, a like a, we were part of a campaign called uh, "Are We British?" Where because um, uh, Tox's uh, British citizenship was actually removed wow, because he was wow. uh, in Syria. Yeah. And uh, I want to get an update from you, Tox, on that in terms of what's, uh, what's the latest. Yeah. Um, the latest is that obviously I was fighting it in court for two years. Uh, I decided to boycott the proceedings because they were completely uh, biased and unfair. There's many organizations like yeah. Liberty, Amnesty International that talk about how uh, uh, or how well, even this how is it's based against on human secret rights. trials and, and a hidden evidence yeah, as well. Trials. Yeah. You know, it's impossible for me to defend myself against allegations that I have no uh, idea of what they are. Mm. Um, yeah. So for that reason, I, I decided to boycott uh, uh, the proceedings. I was hoping that maybe you know Labour would come in <laughs> and policies would change. But of course, uh, mm. it seems that Britain is going more down a 
uh, a right-wing kind of uh, uh, anti-immigrant kind of vibe. Mm. I was looking today and brother, it showed that there's brother, four I can assure yeah. you, I can reassure you, uh, you'll be fine, inshallah ta'ala. You are in Britain, brother. <laughs> you are not in Syria, brother. <laughs> in in Syria, is there in is Syria, no law. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but in Syria, I used to be a Syrian one yeah. day. There is no hope at all about the law. Yeah. So, subhanallah, subhanallah, for yeah. someone like like him, mashallah alik, yani, mashallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the, 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 the enough uh, strength mm. to... to, to be there inshallah ta'ala but you have the whole right about protecting your family and the the uh, other staff mm. but what is the idea if we if we put ourselves in the shoes of any syrians okay next to you he doesn't have any 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 uh, foreign uh, passport mm. he cannot he cannot uh, go in uh, turkey okay yeah. so what he should do he is hopeless now well the only hope well, he has to be honest to, yeah. to be honest i'm my situation is exactly the same as a Syrian. So Alhamdulillah, this is why, you know, I have to make a decision yeah. in the coming days. I have, to, I have to be like, you know, I may have to stand and fight tomorrow. That is mm. the situation. I know it might sound extreme, but I may have to close my whole organization and say, listen, guys, the, look, the, literally the regime, I can hear bombing now from where I'm sitting. Mm. Um, so we are, i had one of my heads of department her name is Ante abir faris she's uh, one of the most well-known women here in, in 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 syria she's from aleppo um and she just told me that look i need to go and empty my house because the the syrian regime is at our doorstep i just want to try and get any of my belongings that i can and and, and come to to the border areas so mm. the situation right now is very critical very um true. there is there's mass fighting going on just outside our doorsteps, and it's coming to that point where it's like a Yom al-Furqan. We have to make a decision, mm. you know. Um, and I believe that this is why one of, uh, Idlib is one of those places that is so important. And alhamdulillah, we have tawakkal in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, you know, all of these people that have come from Ghulta, from Homs, from Hama, mm. from all of these different places in Syria are now here in Idlib. And like the doctor said, they've got nowhere to go but inshallah ta'ala, you know how they say that the most dangerous person maybe that unite, unite them inshallah ta'ala when yeah when people get that point okay that there is no place to go okay at that time people will recognize that the unity is very important hmm. did you get what i mean brother yeah, yeah another, right. another point look brother wallahi okay. i saw death twice inside the prison so I am familiar with 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 what what, what you mean, mm. but but here, what is the idea, brother? What exactly are we waiting for? The Turkish intervention? What? Yeah, what we. I it? mean, we we understand. Look, all of the brothers. We had a conversation yesterday. We were sitting. I was sitting with quite a few people here. We understand that there's no army coming over the mountain to come and save us. Yeah. So yeah. even now, everybody, you know unites and everybody decides that look now guys it's now or never either you know you, you know we feel wallahi one of the brothers said it's like it's like uhad it's like yeah. you know our wives and children are behind us mm. and now if we're killed khalas, our wives and children will die as well yeah. mm. so this really is a yom al-furqan so please make dua wallahi make dua this is a big mm. time for all of us here and inshallah ta'ala deep down in my heart you know what i got sukoon um, I have peace that, you know what, alhamdulillah, whatever happens, even if we're here and we're killed, then inshallah ta'ala, this will be, uh, this will be a test for everybody else. For us, inshallah ta'ala, 
Bismillah ta'ala, this will be a success, inshallah. So we ask you all to make dua for us that Allah purify our intentions and allow us to be, you know, it's not about the results. Sometimes, unfortunately, we get sucked into looking at the results and saying, oh, subhanAllah, the Muslims are losing. Yeah, we all hate the, we all hate the zulm, the oppression, and it gets you down sometimes. But we have to understand, Allah says in the Quran that verily he will test a group of people by another group of people. And I've always said that Syria, Bilad al-Sham is a test for the whole yeah. Ummah. Yeah. For the whole Ummah. What, what are we going to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on Yom al mm-hmm. What did we put forward? You know, like, like Bosnia, like uh, Shrebenitsa. Uh, I used to always say, I couldn't believe that this happened, you know, uh, in my parents' lifetime. And this happened and it was so close to Europe. But mm-hmm. the same now. Uh, in maybe 10, 15, 20 years time, people say, how could Syria happen? All of this happened and we didn't do anything. Um, yeah. And I just feel that I don't want to be one of those people. I feel that, you know, inshallah, we give it whatever we can and we leave the rest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brother, subhanallah, one day, okay, before I came here, when I was in Baba Amrun, I lost my father and my sister, middle sister, in one day. Yeah, subhanallah. And I couldn't able to uh, say the last goodbye for them because I was too busy for helping other people. Did you get what I mean? So that feeling yeah, of, yeah. Of, of, the, of mixing between despair, between hope, between sukoon, between I don't know <laughs> something wrong, okay, between, between it's a conflict, uh, conflict uh, uh, inside your soul. But look, look, التزم بالصلاة. The only solution here you have, my advice to you, peace advice to you, just do your salah, okay? Do your salah and be, believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will not, he will not mm-hmm. give up <coughs> on you. Remember that, brother, in every single second of your life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sahih. is with you. Yeah. So Sahih. here, yeah, inshallah ta'ala, you'll be fine, bi'idhnillah ta'ala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because we never know uh, what we, yeah. what is going to happen in the next few days. No one is known. Yeah, inshallah, yani we like I said, even even the the, the ayah says, "Mata nasrullah qareeb," you know, even yeah. you know. Yeah. No. And so, inshallah, so inshallah, yani, this is what it is. We believe that maybe after all of this difficulty, after all of this, you know, uh, this is just you know a test for us that inshallah that if we can have istiqamah and patience, that inshallah that Allah will open a way. You know, I really feel now that in all of this panic, you know, Allah, I was just with a sister right now. She just took off her gold rings and she said, I'm giving these peace be Allah. I was like, wow. And these are people here on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's things going on that we haven't seen before. And this yeah. is because the situation now is, you know, Spala in Idlib, I've been here nearly eight years now. And we've always had been, when, when other areas have fallen, like uh, Madaya, Zabadani, uh, Ghuta, mm-hmm. Halab, uh, Homs, Dara, all of these places, we accepted all the people and yeah. we were looking after them, etc. Yeah. Now, there's nowhere for anybody to go. Yeah. So, right now, you can really <clears throat> see everybody is, it's, it's a very strange feeling. Everybody's just kind of like, this is it. We have to, yeah. you know, uh, 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 buckle up and just work together. I just had another uh, 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 brother come. He wanted to take his wife. Uh, she's one of our staff. He wanted to take her to the Turkish area. She said, I'm not going to leave. She said, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to help the people. So, inshallah, 
I think that you know. So, so brother, brother, inshallah ta'ala, we'll make it easy. We have two options here, brother. Either to fight or go up to the sky. There is no, there is no other place. And subhanallah, that he. Nasser or shahada, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may accept all of us. But what is the idea, brother? There is no other option. Either up to sky or fighting the, the Syrian regime. And subhanallah, that feeling will give us the unity. And we, 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 have, to, uh, we have to be united at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, subhanallah ta'ala. Um, Tox, you mentioned, let me ask you a question. You mentioned something very powerful and poignant there. You mentioned that this is a, a test for all of us, the whole ummah. The people who are actually there, you know, on the front line like yourselves. You have your test and in some ways your test is, you know, it's more bearable because you're, you're right there, you're... You know, you have the, 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 the choices clearly before mm. you, right? But for, for all of us sitting at home, thousands of miles away, um, we've got, uh, I think, um, part of the test is harder in a way because we have the ability to ignore it. And that mm. is partly how, you know, you fail a test like this. Mm. So, I mean, well, one, thing, one, one thing, I mean, we're always trying to um, encourage our readers, encourage the brothers and sisters here far away to create some kind of impact, to use their ability, mm-hmm. any ability that they have into trying to exercise their divine obligation because they can change the channel, they can just ignore it or think about something mm-hmm. else but that would be, that would be uh, a treachery, that would be failing the test mm-hmm. that they're under right you now, know, that we're under right now so what, uh, what, what things would you say practically you know, for Muslims uh, around the world, and in, in, in UK for example What's your message to, to, to us here? What can we do that you think that help us uh, pass that you test? Know, you know, I'll sum it up like this. Um, many of the ulama, they say that you should never wish you were around at the time of the Prophet or the Sahaba because yeah. you don't know what you would have been doing. You don't know whether you would have been with the Mushrikeen or the Munafikeen or in the ranks of the Prophet And the way I look at it today is, well, life sometimes I feel sorry for the people back home when I'm just going scrolling through Instagram or Facebook mm. and I see people they're just talking about their mortgages or they're talking about you know watches and cars and stuff like that I say subhanallah like like when you look in history and you see uh, the the big ghazawat in history so if that's Yarmouk or Hittin or Angelut uh, uh, and all of these pivotal times in Islamic history okay and you see that subhanallah look at those people that were remembered in history okay and the reasons why they were they were remembered in history and why they will always be a part of islamic history you say subhanallah these were people that they gave they they sacrificed for yeah. the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when i look i, I feel so i feel so uh, uh sorry for the people because in them times maybe there was some hujjah maybe there was some excuse because there wasn't internet maybe there was battles going on in parts of the world and other people didn't know yeah. about it but today when you have internet, when you see your Muslim brothers and sisters being massacred, okay, they're escaping, they're not even fighting, people are running away from war and they're being uh, 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 mutilated, they're being massacred in their vehicles, yeah. women are getting, getting killed, babies are getting bombed in maternity hospitals, uh, gas is being used, all of these things are happening and then we don't move, I think that's a really dangerous mm. position to be in and that's why sometimes I feel sorry for, for, for the brothers and, and sisters in the UK because I say yeah. on Yom Al-Qiyamah many people they won't have an hujjah so what does this mean? what does it mean that we can practically do? okay is it practical that every single person comes to Syria? no everybody can't do that 
But at the same time, we have to be realistic with ourselves and say, what are we actually doing? Yeah. Am I giving, you know, if I'm spending $2,000 a month on a mortgage, what am I giving peace be love for the sake of my brothers and sisters? Not just in Syria, but all around the world. If yeah. I'm, you know, because we know the Prophet said, uh, uh, whoever uh, uh, prepares a Ghazi, then he will get uh, the reward of the one who was there on, on the front line or supporting, etc. Yeah. So there's ways that we can also achieve that reward by logistically supporting our brothers and sisters, whether that's supporting hospitals, tents. Right now, there's a massive need for tents. Our brothers and sisters here are under the trees. Um, it's freezing cold right now. So, so what are some of the charities on the ground that you, you, you know that will be able to uh, get the aid to the people that need it? I would say One Nation are doing amazing work right now, mashallah. You've got uh, One E, they're doing great work. Uh, Muslims in need. These are some of the smaller British Muslim charities yeah. um, that are working on the ground. You've got Hand in Hand is doing amazing work. Their hospitals are, mashallah, uh, Hand in Hand, one of the British, uh, uh, Dr. Fadi Salul, he's the head of it. Mashallah, their hospitals are just rammed right now. So alhamdulillah, a lot of British mm -hmm. charities have done good work. You've got uh, Gift of the Givers, South African Muslim charity as well, mashallah. They've got yeah. a hospital in Darkush, which is doing amazing work. We'll get a list so, of these, uh, inshallah, from you and put them in the description, inshallah. Mm -hmm. um, so inshallah. That, that's one thing that we, we should all encourage in giving as much charity as we can. Uh, apart from that, what is your message? What, uh, what else can you, do you think that, would you encourage Muslims who are watching this, who want to get involved, want to help as much as they can? What else can they do? See, one of the things is, obviously, charity is very important, um, but sometimes we underestimate the things that we can all do, for example, that, that's free, that, that doesn't take in much time or effort or energy, which is just um, yeah. sharing important pieces of news, sharing important things, making raising awareness about something, for example, writing a letter I to your I message to your MP. Yep. Yeah, I think what's important is what's really important is long-term solutions because mm. a lot of the time everyone's thinking this is the problem with the Ummah right now. We're very reactionary. When something happens, we're like, oh my God, blah, 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 let's do a protest and okay, all these things are good. Yeah. But at the same time now, you need to think 10 years ahead. Okay, why do I like Islam 21C? Mashallah, because you've built an institution. It's a platform that inshallah can speak about Muslim affairs. We need more people to do this. It, when it comes to media, we're very weak. We can't even put our side of the story out there when Muslims are going yeah. through a crisis. So mm. this is just one sphere that needs to be strengthened within the Muslim Ummah. When mm. it comes to financial, financial security, yeah, we have so many millionaires and so many people that are wealthy in the Muslim Ummah. But mm. when we want to try and get uh, finance, it's so difficult for charities just to get money to Turkey uh, to support you know, Syrian refugees, etc. So we need yeah. to strengthen ourselves in these institutions. When it comes to uh, knowledge when it comes to Islamic institutions, I, I'll be honest, one of the issues that Syria has faced is a lack of Islamic direction and scholars being here to actually mm. say to people, this is right, this is wrong. Um, and that's a letdown mm. of the Islamic institutions. Look, I'm wearing an Oxford yeah. <laughs> University t-shirt. But when you, look at the, when you look at the Islamic world, how many Islamic universities do we actually have that are of a high standard? We don't, you know. Mm. You can count them on your, on, on your hands. Mm. So... As a Muslim Ummah, we need to think bigger than just, okay, giving charity. No, we mm. need to think about, okay, listen, we need to think long-term. Institutions, what institutions? Lobbies. If you're yeah. talking about lobbies, okay, now, mm. if we'd worked on lobby 10 years ago, we would maybe be able to influence, you know, certain policies that are going against Muslims today. But unfortunately, we are many, many years behind. We're still thinking about, you know, building yeah. masajid, you know, uh, which is unfortunate. Whereas mm. if we'd thought about it, 
in a in a different way, maybe our strength, you know, could have been utilized far far greater. So this is the way that we need to think. We need to think long term. We need to think, okay, yeah. how can we start building organizations, uh, institutions that are going to benefit us in the future? Because today, unfortunately, my dear brothers and sisters, it's like putting a plaster. Anything we're going to do is like putting a plaster yeah. on an open wound. Okay, yeah. khair, alhamdulillah, it's something good, but it's not going to solve the the affairs. The, the Muslim Ummah right now is a, is a body which has got wounds all over yeah, it. Me yeah. sticking lots of plasters on it. We have to do help. the plasters, right. but we also have to do the long-term institution yeah. building. We have to prepare, you know, um, uh, methods and, and institutions to attack the, the causes of the, the diseases and, yeah, and strengthen yeah. the Ummah. Can, can I say something? Yeah, yeah I do yeah. agree about that. And uh, I can add on top of it. Uh, as a Muslims, okay, we should ask ourselves uh, very important questions. Question: Why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is not responding to our prayers, to our du'a? Okay. I do believe every one of us should find the truth deep down. Okay, by asking uh, himself or herself why. So we have to be sincere mm. for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to respond to us and accept our du'a and the prayers. Yeah, charity is good for the short mm. term. Okay, uh, anything you can do, raising awareness, okay, protesting, all of these stuff mm. is good for the short term. But what we need for sure for the long term, like you said, brother, exactly, we need long term measures. Okay, we have to think far ahead, maybe mm. for the next 10 years, because we don't know. How long it takes this war, okay, inside mm. Syria, okay? In ten years, maybe there is no left other. Uh, there is no left Idlib, maybe <laughs> there is nothing at all. Mm. No left Halab or Atama, Mukhiyam, Nothing at all, brother. So we have to think about those peoples in the long term, okay? We have to think uh, how I, we. Uh, sorry. I can give you some more examples. Like for example, in the sector of charity, right now, do you know that majority of hospitals have given been given the order from uh, the Western-backed NGOs. A lot of them are NGOs, they say non-government organizations, but they're actually uh, backed by Western government. The majority of these hospitals have been told to close. So it's only people like Dr. Shaju, mashallah, who's built his own hospital from Tabaraat, from uh, Sadaqah, from Muslims, that is still running right now when the Muslims need it the most. Same as a lot of the camps and a lot of the aid work that's taking place on the ground right now is not UN funded. Yeah. This is actually uh, charities from Qatar or Kuwait or the UK. Um, the, brother, the UN funded charities. is going to the Syrian yeah. regime. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So if we so how we can trust those people? Ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You, That's you, right. And strength, strength and these guys are notorious. These these uh, uh, United Nations backed uh, charities are notoriously known for cutting the aid whenever it suits their political agenda. And this mm. is something you know. This is something we faced here two years ago. There was an issue with some of the militias here, and IRC, which is one of the biggest charities on the ground. I'm, some of the stuff I'm saying is probably pretty dangerous. But they turned off the water instead of you know solving the issue. What did they do? They turned off the water for like 200,000 people within the refugee camp. Yeah. And a few days later, those uh, people had to hand the keys back to these people who had apparently contravened or they were spying or no one really knows the real situation. Mm. So it goes to show that a lot of these uh, so-called NGOs, Western charities, they don't have the interests of the Muslims in their heart. They have their yeah. own interests, agendas that they want to exact on the ground. 
And when they see fit, they can cut that at any time. And that, that leaves the Muslims in a, a, a catastrophic uh, a, a disaster, in a sense. Right mm. now, for example, the majority of people living on the borders are living off food boxes. If those mm. food boxes were to stop, there will be a catastrophe here. Do you understand? And mm. that has been done by design. And this is why us as Muslims, we need to be more apt. We need to have more forward thinking and say, okay, when there's these crises, when there's these uh, 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 situations that are taking place in the Muslim world, okay, now how can we get together? Look, even now if we look at the UK, the Muslim charities, there's no operations room of who's going to work in which area and how they're going to support each other. It's very fragmented. And until yeah. we start sitting down together and until we start saying, look, guys, we need to work in a more efficient manner, then we're, we're always going to be in, in, in these problems, unfortunately. I wanted to ask you, you um, both one question as well, and that is, what do you see the, the potential is for the, the, the legacy of, of the Syrian revolution? I mean, is, is it possible um, to find a way out, right, um, that, that, that preserves the, the, the intentions of the revolution that gives the people dignity, gives the people their God-given rights, gives the people, you know, um, the ability to, to live and, 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 and survive and flourish in Syria? Is, do you see any potential kind of outcome uh, for the future of, of the Syrians that isn't just completely you know, genocide and, and being uh, wiped out by the regime? <sighs> what, 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 what would you say would be you know, the solution, for example, or a solution yeah. for the Syrian, uh, yeah. uh, Syrian uh, issue in, in particular? Yeah, uh, from a Syrian uh, point of view, I do believe that we have to be, uh, we are obliged, mm -hmm. obliged as Muslims to be optimistic. Mm -hmm. So there is some hope in our life, somewhere, I don't know, but mm -hmm. we have to find that hope, okay? Another point that for people like me, honestly, when I left Syria, I cried on the mm -hmm. borders because deep down, I didn't want to leave my country. So one day I, 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 I wish to go back to Syria, maybe one day. But in the meantime, for people like me, for any Muslim, for anyone who can feel uh, the, 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 suffering, the suffering of the Syrian people, okay, he can yeah. do something. Always ask yourself, you can do something. It's not about the revolution. It's not about your dignity. It's not about uh, democracy. It's about it's the, the, the basic symbols, uh, basics of life, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, third point that as a humans, we have two things very important to us, principles and ideas. So the ideas will change with the time. Okay, it's completely normal. But for our principles, it shouldn't change with the, with the time. Mm -hmm. What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. Al-halal al-haram So here... Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people defending Bashar al-Assad and defending uh, mm. his crimes. Okay, just because he is the strong man now on the on the on the field, mm. just because Putin is supporting Bashar al-Assad, that would make things right? No, it's not. Mm. So the question now, okay, the question now, okay, if uh, I don't agree, of yeah. if someone don't agree with the Putin ideas or ideology. He will, be, he will become a terrorist, 
So here we need to redefine the uh, definition of uh, ter terrorism. Uh, terrorism, fine. Yeah, another bo another point. Uh, I think the the uh, re real place for someone like Bashar al-Assad not to be on the throne of Syria, to rule Syria. The only place right for him is uh, the nearest uh, mental health hospital or mm. the nearest uh, maybe uh, sewage. Really, mm. for someone like him, because he is dirty. But I don't I don't know who is dirty more, Bashar al-Assad or Putin. So we are dealing with the best best. <laughs> with that maybe the best bad bad people on mm. the earth yeah people people yeah so 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 i i think okay. we have to do something we have to do something mm. anything we can do okay we have to to contribute to it yeah mm. talks in terms of the best i think in terms of the best case solution for the people here in syria at the moment there's there's a few ways to look at this first of all there's a group of unfortunately uh muslim uh, uh, unfortunate group of the Muslim community who say, oh, they should have, the Syrian people never should have risen up and by rebelling against the leader, they've caused chaos and they deserve what they get. These people, unfortunately, they have a sickness in their heart because if they were living in that situation where their sisters or their daughters were being raped and were being violated by the Bashar regime, then they would never ever say anything like this. So really, those people that say those kind of things, so, they I have a real sickness. I think it's a sign of uh, nifaq personally in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, so I mean, there've so been that, people that's, like that's that the since the, since day one. Yeah. You know, the munafiqeen yeah. in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu you know, saying, you know, why did you go out to Uhud? Oh. But if they won a battle, they would say, yeah, we were we were supporting you mm -hmm. all along. <laughs> you know, that's right. Even and sorry, so sorry, interrupt you. Even even the Sahaba in Ghazwa al okay, there is ayah. حتى إذا بلغت القلوب الحناجر وظنوا بالله الظنون. so even the Sahaba they will feel some at some point about the despair inside their hearts. so it's completely normal. but don't say you shouldn't do that from the day one. it's completely your fault. no, it's not my fault. it's not my fault. it's 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 a war between someone okay who is who. والله العظيم brother. let me tell you something and I am really sorry to say that. inside the prison. I saw the real face of the Syrian regime. It's all about, it's a war against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, when you torture the, the ibadullah, you are fighting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is the idea? This Syrian regime should be terminated at all. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. I don't know how, maybe, okay, <laughs> maybe in the future, inshallah ta'ala. I mean, but you have to do something. I mean, yeah, so the second, the second thing that I wanted to say is after understanding that, look, we shouldn't be of people of cowardice that say, oh, you know, they never should have risen up. Because the reality is that these people in Syria, in Bilad al-Sham, the people in Palestine, um, the people in east of China now, they're east all doing a service. Yeah. yeah, east Turkestan, they're all doing a service for the Ummah. They're defiant. The fact that they are standing up and saying, no, we've been persecuted. We haven't been allowed to pray Salah in the Masajid. We're not allowed to keep our beards. We're not allowed to wear hijab. We're not allowed those basic, uh, uh, what do we call them? The basic tenets of our faith to, faith to practice them. For them to stand in the face of these uh, evil Fir'aun or Pharaohs, if you want to call them that, is a service for the whole Ummah. So we must understand this. Mm. And we shouldn't put it in our head that, oh, look, uh, look at the results and say, oh, look, they've lost all their land, etc. Because we understand from Islam as well that the one who fights for his land then, فَهُوَ شَهِيدٍ إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى. So, 
in, in, in this sense, the people here are actually victorious. Even if they lose all of their land and they lose everything, they're victorious in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah. So, if we're going to talk about practical solutions, that's looking at it from an Islamic perspective. But if we're going to look, talk about practical solutions, then the best case scenario that I see is that, of course, as much of this land can stay in the hands of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah or the Sunnis uh, as possible. Uh, whether that means that Turkey will take control of some of these areas. Because the reality is, is that most Muslims uh, will be able to practice more of their religion underneath uh, Turkish rule rather than Syrian regime or, or, or Russian rule. And that's the reality. So for any Muslim, of course, any Muslim who has Iman in their heart, an ounce of Iman in their heart, they're going to say, of course, it's better that this land stays under Turkey if Turkey protects it. Or mm. if the people themselves can protect it, that would be great. Um, but that looks like a best case scenario on the ground that certain areas, like for example, Afrin and Jindiris and Jarablus, and these areas now have been kind of annexed mm. by Turkey. Maybe uh, <clears throat> certain areas of Idlib where we are now, if these were also to be annexed in a sense by Turkey, and they were safeguarded and stayed uh, places where people could practice their religion, then that would be Allahu Alim. A best case scenario But like I said Right now on the ground There's a lot of uncertainty yeah. People Still don't have that 100% <coughs> trust with Turkey Where they feel that Okay maybe they'll come in Because many of the Observation points That the Turkish had The Russians And the Syrians Just went past them They, they yeah. You know the, the land was, was taken So the people are looking At this, uh, the Turks And saying Look You've bought in all this Weaponry And all these observation points But what have they actually done You know Mars Numan A place called Morik Which is just outside Mars Numan had a Turkish observation point there, the Russian and Syrian uh, 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 militias, army, they just came straight past it and took Mars Norman and the Turkish uh, army unfortunately mm. didn't do anything. So there's this sense of, are they going to do something? Are they not going to do something? Now, Alhamdulillah, like I said, the, this helicopter was shot down. There's a little bit of hope there. But inshallah, that I think is the best case scenario. Allahu alim. Inshallah ta'ala. Yeah, I completely agree about that. Can I add yeah. something yeah, very important? Let's admit something. Uh, that there is inside inside Idlib now because uh, Idlib hosted a lot of people from uh, everywhere inside yeah. Syria. So maybe there is uh, three million people there. Mm. Okay, can we say all these people are uh, terrorists? When you when, when you are going to defend yourself, no one can call you terrorist, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's right. It's an yeah. un unalienable right to defend yourself. Yeah. Even <laughs> even uh, the West, non-Muslims, everybody agrees that yeah. it's an unalienable right. It's a right yeah. that yeah. No one, nobody can take that away from you. Yes, yeah. it's basic yourself. right, uh, brother. Yeah. But what is the idea? We have to admit something that there is some radicals inside Idlib, but that doesn't give, give the, 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 the right for, for the, the Russia and the Syrian regime to, uh, to kill three million people. Did you get what mm. I mean? So yeah, I do believe we have some radicals on the ground, okay? Mm. But give us some time to get rid of them with the time, mm. because it's it's a war be between the two uh, ideology, our ideology and their ideology, okay? So just I think. What we do you mean by that? Hmm? What do you mean by that? The war between two ideologies. What I mean, brother, when we talk about ISIS, mm -hmm. yeah, ISIS is not a part of us. Mm -hmm. Okay, Al Qaeda is not part of us. Yeah, mm -hmm. I am talking about the, 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 the Syrian people, the yeah. normal people like you, like me, like everyone on the streets. Yeah. Okay, we just want to live the, uh, this life. Okay, mm. <laughs> yeah, so just uh, leave us to live our mm. life as we want it to, to be. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. We are not extremists. You, you, you see, personally, me, I refrain from using these loaded terminologies like radicals mm. and Islamists, etc., etc., because, to be honest, we're all, yani, as, a, as a Muslim, we're all Islamists. But unfortunately, mm. that word has been made... Uh, it's been tainted brother you know, we are muslims we are muslims that. not islamists brother yeah. let me let me interrupt you yeah, we, yeah, we I, are muslim I, I just muslim wallah just muslim yeah. there is no need for definitions yeah, yeah, yeah. islamist and al-qaeda and isis well <laughs> subhanallah yeah. subhanallah what I'm saying is the point i'm making the point i'm making doctor is that these labels have been put upon us these labels have been used this divide to rule. isolate us to divide us even mm. more and I think it's very important that, again, and this is what I'm saying on the ground now, alhamdulillah, today, no one's talking about these things. Today, everyone's saying, listen, back's against the wall, let's dig in, and we're going to have to, yeah. you know, do what we've got to do. You know, me, I'm an aid worker, I've, I've wore a vest of humanity for the last 10 years, but I may be in a situation tomorrow where I have to say, look, I have no choice but to yeah. stand up and defend myself. So, I don't really care who's next to me, as long as he's defending, helping to defend my children and my kids. Mm. And all of the children, women and children, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand next to him. So yeah. for anyone from outside to say, oh, look, all these people are Al-Qaeda or all yeah, these people yeah, are yeah. ISIS, this yeah. is, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is just a tactic that's been used uh, by yeah. the West to further their agendas. And now you look at yeah. every government, any government in the world now, you have governments in Africa, governments anywhere, everybody's saying that they're fighting ISIS. Where did all of this ISIS come from, you know? Everyone, it's just a bogeyman, a useful today, bogeyman to you know, scare people and today, get, get more today, arbitrary everybody powers. Is, that's right. Today, yeah. Everybody's fighting terrorism. Yeah. You know, everybody's fighting terrorism. Every single country has some form of terrorism that they're fighting. And when you look down deeply at the root cause, the terrorism that they're fighting is just the opposition. They're labeling the opposition as terrorists because they want to increase yeah. their powers. And obviously, Th that's why, um, brother, that's why we need a definition for terrorist. Did you get mm -hmm. what I mean? When Al-Khuwad al-Bayda is uh, funded by the, 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 the uh, British government, and at the same... White, he's talking about the white helmet. So yeah, the white helmet, yeah, Al-Khuwad al-Bayda. Yeah, and at the same time, the Russian government, they consider the, the, the white helmet as a terrorist. Yeah. So here we need a definition, the right definition for that. It's just uh, like emergency yeah. services, right? Yeah. Just kind yeah. of uh, helping people yeah. stuck in the rubble and that kind of yeah. stuff. So my point, brother, my point, brother, when, uh, when you are, when you've been under a lot mm. of pressure and the airplanes on the skies are waiting to attack you and the, 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 the soldiers around you wants to kill you and, and kill you, your, your family, mm. what you the have point, to do? What was, you have to do? Yeah, yeah, the, mm. yeah, yeah, I mean, the point I was making, to, the point I was trying to make to you, doctor, is that I wouldn't, if I was you, I wouldn't say, ah, oh, we are not Al-Qaeda and we are not ISIS. We don't have to. To be honest, we're in a situation now where, uh, you know, we, we shouldn't have to justify, you know, the yeah. blood of our children being spilled on the floor. You know, this is unfortunately when we fall into this, uh, you know, this apologetic mind frame. I think that's yeah. one of the downfalls yeah. that we have. Many of our ulama, they're apologizing. Why are you apologizing? It's our women and children that are being slaughtered. Why the hell are we apologizing? I yeah. just don't understand this. I look at this and I say, no, I'm not going to apologize. Why should I apologize? If there are people here yeah. that are defending... Uh, uh, the, the women and children here, um, uh, you know, we're going to we don't have a choice. Brother, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I completely understand that. Yeah. But I am talking about a dominant uh, point of view here. 
okay, in the Western yeah. world, that those pe- leave those people to be killed, okay, because most of them are uh, from Al Qaeda or ISIS, which yeah. is completely wrong. We have to cl- yeah, uh, clarify yeah, yeah. this point of view. Did you did you get what I mean? What yeah. I mean exactly? I mean that's yeah. part of the, agree, the dehumanization yeah. of the Syrian Yeah, because people why? Because these governments uh, they want they, they, so. they don't want to interfere <coughs> at all. They don't want to help. Yeah, yeah. B- but when you but, stand, but, okay, doing nothing, mm. okay, you are you are supporting Bashar al-Assad in some ways. Did you get yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 so yeah. you don't. You, you, yeah. There is no gray uh, gray area here in this mm. white or, or black. That's it. And mm. let me tell you something, brother, about the ideology. Mm-hmm. Wallahi al-Azim, I am quite sure about that. Okay, if Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab or Abi Bakr uh, came now, uh, come now, okay, and heard about the al-Madakhila and al-Jamiya and about al-Qaeda and about ISIS, <laughs> he would say, "What the hell is that?" Okay, what the hell is I that? Agree, I agree. I agree. Yeah, a lot yeah. of definitions for for nothing. We are just Muslim, brother. We are just Muslim. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I think you're both in agreement. You're just talking about different yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, aspects yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. different things that you need to uh, that we need to uh, kind of uh, focus on. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think we're in agreement, but I think what it comes down to is, is the way that we deal with these issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. sometimes we're very quick. To it's part of our. It's part of the need need for a, a coherent kind of public uh, relations and the media strategy as well and stuff because often we are very reactionary. Like you mentioned, we don't yeah. have. Um, you know the reason why why would we even talk about yeah. ISIS and Al Qaeda and so forth? You know, look, we should be um, championing our own media narratives instead of kind of reacting right, to it. Because yeah. a lot of people they are yeah. accusing the Syrian people. That yeah, yeah, absolutely, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's a bit of a catch twenty two. I give I give you an example now. One of the things that I've been accused of, okay, by the British government, mm-hmm. obviously not even by the British government, by Amber Rudd when she uh, deprived my citizenship. She said that I am. Uh, someone who is aligned to an AQ aligned group. Okay? Yeah. So this is how crazy it is. This is how loaded these terminology is. By default, they're saying that I'm not ISIS, that I haven't been engaged in terrorism, that I'm not even part of Al Qaeda, that I'm not even part of a group that's aligned to Al Qaeda. They're saying that I am aligned to a group that's aligned to Al So do you see how ridiculous. <laughs> Which is everyone you see how probably ridiculous in Syria. Become? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you understand? So yeah. one of the things I was saying. You know, one of the things that I was saying to them is that, okay, did I go in a shop uh, and I was buying meat from the butchers and there was another person there and he was, you know, a, a member of an organization or is it because I spoke to somebody on the phone or is it because I bought, how, how am I supposed to, you know, prove my innocence from an allegation like this? And then on the same time, you have Western governments like America now, for example, they're sitting with the Taliban. They're having yeah. peace talks with the Taliban. So... It's, um, it's all about politics, the, brother. Yeah. It's all political it's all definitions the, and yeah, yeah, politics. Yeah. But you will be fine, Yanni. Uh, like I said before, brother, here there is a law. <laughs> Remember that you are not in Syria, brother. <laughs> you are not in Syria. I'm in Syria, bro. I know, yeah. but uh, <laughs> theoretically. So, <laughs> metaphorically, you're in Syria, yeah. but you're Metaf- not in Syria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are in Syria, I'm not in Syria. Yeah. 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 You know, Alhamdulillah, you know, one of the things sometimes, for me, even losing my citizenship, to be honest, it was actually a big blessing in disguise. You know, maybe people mm. will pick up on it. Oh, this guy yeah. doesn't like Britain. No, I like, I like Britain. Britain's my home. But the fact is, is that, subhanAllah, sometimes, you know, we put certain things as we make it so important. SubhanAllah, yeah. there's so much more important things in life. Like, my British passport's not going to go with me in my grave. Do you understand? Yeah. You know, yeah. when... when 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 the angel when the angel of death comes, if I try and show him my red passport <laughs> and say, 
say, you know, I'm a servant of the queen. He's not going to accept it. <laughs> Brother, you remind me about something about the 80s in Syria. Okay. Yeah. One of the guys, he was a Christian. Okay. Yeah, he was accused of being a brother of the brothers of, sorry, brother of the brothers of the Muslim brothers. <laughs> yeah. Well, he spent 15 years inside the prison. So, yeah, yeah, subhanallah, when there is no law, there is no, no home at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do believe. Yeah. Your home, when you have a dignity. Hmm. Look for me, I do believe that the UK is my home, not Syria, wallahi al-azim. Hmm. I am really sorry to say that, but it's fact. Yeah. yeah, because I lost my dignity in Syria, okay? Yeah. yeah, I lost my future in Syria, I lost my past in Syria, hmm. I lost everything in Syria. So I hate everything in, in Syria now, mm. but I, 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 do, I do want okay, to protect those civilians because it's enough, it's been enough, mm. enough killing, enough. Subhanallah. Yeah, subhanallah ta'ala. Mahmoud. لِيَقْضِيَ اللَّهُ أَمْرًا كَانَ مَفْعُولًا inshallah. Yeah, I just wanted to, if you can elaborate on this point, that we have some people um, who haven't lived in the UK and they're looking and saying, you guys are complaining about your problems in the law, the right wing and so forth. And you don't realize that in places like Syria and Egypt and so forth, what we went through, yeah. and there's no way of changing the law. And then from the other side, the likes of Tox and other people who face this effectively Western version of what the Syrian government and what the mm. Egyptians and the other Arab states have done, oppression to specific individuals, but to specific people here. Yeah? We get that kind of um, that view between, from both of them. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Let me tell you something about that. And it's very important. Yeah. When I was in the prison, okay, I've been charged with 11 charge. Mm. But look, look, they, uh, they, they just accused me about that with no proof at all. So mm. when someone has the power, okay, and you are in a very weak position, and he has the pen and the paper, and he can write anything he wants. He's a judge, jury, and he executioner. Is, yeah, he is yeah. the judge and the jury. And so the in a way, you and Tox are quite similar because Tox says um, uh, you you um, suffered the arbitrary detainment and uh, loss of your rights and 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 yeah, oppression yeah. from the Syrian state. Yeah, and Tox suffered not to like a violent, not like a physical violence from the British state, but. He suffered likewise a removal of his rights based on purely arbitrary decision making, mm. no due process, no, you know, nothing like that. So in a way, you're kind of a, a mirror reflection of, of a common thing, which is a true lack, a genuine lack of genuine due process being, mm. being, uh, you know, being applied and genuine justice being applied. It's just, uh, you know, because of you know, the Qadr of Allah and the, and the history of different two different nations that one turned out extremely violent in terms of mm. the, the treatment towards you and, and physical um, coercion is much easier for the Syrians. And it's much harder for the UK, although it does so, uh, it has to ship people <laughs> off to places like Syria, like Mozambique, for example, when he was, uh, you know, when he was on the podcast, he was saying that the, the, the Western nations, the, the Americans and even with British complicity, they threatened to send me off to Syria and to the dungeons mm. there if I didn't comply with them. Ca and complying means, you know, just yeah. accept whatever <coughs> allegations they yeah. give to you. Can I say something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I disagree about mm. that. The, the whole com comparison is not right. In Syria, it's a matter of life and death. Yeah. Okay. There is no rights at all. You are not mm. even a human being. 
okay no one cares about you mm-hmm. and you can look how many people's how many people they fled their their, their homes because of yeah. just one person he wants to grasp the the throne mm-hmm. and rule the country okay how many people's were killed okay in syria more than yeah, yeah. <coughs> one million okay mm-hmm. how many people inside the, uh, his prison okay a lot maybe maybe half a million inside Countless, the prisons yeah. but where is the idea here in the uk at least you can you can you can put a lawyer yeah. who can defend you okay mm. there are people they can understand te- technically wallahi 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 brother i am not saying that for 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 but I mean, so th- that's the point. There is yeah. there is a, an increasing tendency now yeah. for those rights that are since uh, the year two thousand, the last yeah. two decades, those rights you're talking about that we enjoy here, they've slowly being removed so, one so, by so one. So we have to fight right. back. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. So we, Tox's yeah, case to is an example back. of that. But here, at least, you are yeah. able to fight back and ask about your your your, your rights. But in Syria, brother, yeah. there is no rights. You are not a human being. Yeah. Did you get the idea? Yeah. So uh, the whole comparison is not right. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the, the comparison uh, is not that you know the same thing is happening, but that, like I said, the the example in Syria is you know more physical coercion, more violence. It, it's easy for them to just lock you up, torture you, and and that kind of stuff. It's and easy in, to kill you. I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, kill you. I, I think. I think. I think what the brother's talking about, what Brother Salman is talking about, is the zulm. Okay, mm. and Spana, it reminds me of a time I, when I was in prison. I was in Beersheba prison in Israel. Okay, when I came off the, the Mavi Mamra, mm. and I was quite young then. This was in the beginning of my uh, uh, ventures in, in aid work. So mm. you can imagine that, you know, I've just seen all these Turkish brothers killed on the ship and people injured and shot and all sorts. Yeah, and now I'm in prison in Israel. Mm. Yeah, I, I, uh, on the Mavi Mamra now. So I'm in prison in Israel and I'm scared and I'm thinking. Does the world know that we're here? How long am I going to be prisoned for? I've heard all of this stuff about the Israeli government and seen all the oppression that they've done. I've seen people mm. bit by their dogs in front of me. You know, they've, oh, some no. of them been punching me, spitting at me and stuff like this. So I was thinking, Pala, what have I got myself into? And I remember there was a beautiful brother who was sharing a cell uh, uh, with me at the time. And he reminded me of the call, the saying of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, I think it is, hmm. where he said, what can my enemies do to me yeah. if they, you know, if they, uh, what's it called, exile me, then it's only opportunity for me to ponder on the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm. And hmm. if they imprison me, then it's only opportunity for me to uh, uh, make zikr Allah and, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, increase my ibadah, etc. So, uh, along the lines of this, and if they kill me, then uh, I'm a shaheed. So, mm. so inshallah ta'ala, this I think this is something that we got to mm. uh, 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 remember that everybody's test is different, and what we want to try and do is alleviate the oppression that the Muslim ummah is facing. Uh, to make comparisons, I agree. Sometimes it's a bit, you know, yeah. uh, uh, maybe not, not the right thing to do. But again, it's, it's, it's oppression. Until we as a Muslim ummah start to uh, uh, really feel for our brothers and sisters the way we feel for our own families, then yeah. that's when I think we'll see a real change in the, uh, in the ummah. Unfortunately, we're an ummah of uh, you know, close to 2 billion people. But sadly, you know, uh, you know, as Allah says in the Quran, you know, Sullatun min al wa qalilun min al You know, are we from those? Are we from those qalilun min al-akhirin? Are we from those small few that Allah is going to accept into paradise? Or are we just going to be like the foam of the sea? Um, 
Yeah. So this is what I think every person needs to ask himself and say, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. I look at this situation. I look at all of this. But what's my role in it? What can I do? And what yeah. can I put forward? You know, is most of my time for the dunya and for my own personal affairs? Or is most of my time, you know, for the, for the akhirah? And I think if everybody asks themselves that question, yeah. then naturally they'll be able to do, do more, inshallah. We're all muqassareen. Yeah. Yani me, yeah. I feel like, like Allah, I'm not doing enough, yeah. you know? You know, when I hear, when I hear like Umar bin Khattab, uh, when the list of the munafiqeen was revealed, he was asking, you know, is my name on the list? <laughs> and I'm thinking, subhanAllah, yani, where am I? Where am I? Where's yeah. Umar bin Khattab? And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm a waste man. SubhanAllah, I've got so much to do. And, you know, look at all the sins that I have. And look at, you know, I, I'm muqassar with my salah. Mm-hmm. And my ibadat is weak and etc. So I'm worrying about myself. And I think when everybody starts, has this, a deep analysis of their yeah. own uh, uh, works, what they're putting forward, then yeah. I think that's when, inshallah, you know, there'll be a difference. Because every person will say, you know what, I can do something. I need to do something. Yeah. What it is, only that person can really work it out. Yeah. But there has to be that same drive, the same drive that we have towards the dunya. For, for example, securing the best uh, school for our children or the best college for our children or trying to secure a mortgage or to secure a career. I always say to people, you know, in school we used to have career advisors. They used to sit with us yeah. and say, what do you want to be when you're older, etc. Et I yeah. think we need to have a career advisor for the Akhara. What do you want <laughs> we to do have when to you're invest. 15 and 16? Yeah, someone someone sits idea, with you man. and says, listen, what do you want to do? What's, yeah. your, what's your plan for the Umar? Brother, brother. Like, what are you going to do now in 10 years' time? Yeah. Brother, we have to invest in Al-Akhirah, subhanAllah. Yeah, and, and I, I do say always that I, I don't like Syria at all after, after I've been through. But subhanAllah, I love Bilad al-Sham. Did you get my point, brother? I hate Syria, but I love Bilad al-Sham. Yeah, that's why we need to invest in, in, in the Syria was given by the colonizers and Sahih. Yeah. Bilad al-Sham is, you know, there forever, inshallah ta'ala. Inshallah ta'ala. Inshallah ta'ala. Okay, Jazakla khair, Toks. I'll let you go now, inshallah. Thanks for speaking for us, uh, to us. Well, uh, may Allah reward you and keep you all inshallah steadfast ta'ala. and give you and the protect and, you, inshallah ta'ala. And protect and you and uh, your family and uh, all the brothers and sisters there, inshallah. Mm. Your du'as are with us. Please, please convey uh, our warmest uh, regards to the brothers and sisters there. Tell them that we're thinking about them, we're making du'a for them. And uh, we're giving as much uh, moral support and inshallah the viewers as well, financial support as much as possible um, that uh, that their brothers and sisters are, are, are thinking about them, inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala. Jazakallah khairan. It's my pleasure. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Wa alaikum assalam. Wa alaikum assalam. I just got a quick um, call. Uh, another brother th- uh, there, he uh, he uh, agreed to speak to us. His name is Noor Kormosh. His name is Noor Kormosh and he's a uh, head of a, uh, uh, he's a spokesman for Rahma Worldwide, uh, an NGO speaking, ins- uh, working inside Syria. Mm. Assalamu alaikum, is that Noor? Assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah, this, this, is, uh, this is Salman Bhatt and uh, with me is Dr. Ahmed Alhamid as well, he's a brother who uh, uh, he's a Syrian who's uh, living in London, alhamdulillah. We just spoke to Tok Sharif, the aid worker. He's in Idlib right now. And um, we'd like to get an update from yourself as well. Um, how, how, what's the situation like down there? And what, what message do you have for the brothers and sisters here? 
Well, uh, Salman, for all, for more than two months or three months, Assad and his Russians and uh, Iranian allies have launched an attack on the city of Idlib that caused uh, the displacement of more than 700,000 people uh, in this cold winter where the uh, the weather is minus uh, seven. Uh, a lot of innocent children, a lot of innocent women, uh, just... Uh, 15 minutes uh, earlier, I uh, had a text message tell me that there is a massacre happening in Idlib. And I witnessed that the massacre happened with more than 15 martyrs and 33 wounded mm-hmm. people, just like 15 minutes ago. Assad forces, are only, Assad forces are only 7 kilometers away from the city of Idlib. And if they enter the city... There will be genocides and atrocities that the humanity didn't witness since World War II. SubhanAllah. What is your uh, uh, message, I mean, uh, for the Muslims here? I mean, one thing that we, uh, we've been talking about uh, is to try and give brothers and sisters here some practical things to do. So number one, obviously, make dua. Uh, number two, we, we've heard that there are some uh, NGOs and, and charities working on the ground there. Uh, number three, we've uh, uh, you know uh, heard uh, advice for you know lobbying our politicians and our governments here to issue some kind of statement to put pressure on the regime there and its allies. What message do you have? What what practical advice can you give the brothers and sisters here to um, do whatever they can? Yes. Well, uh, for example, uh, Rahma worldwide. Uh, for the past couple of months, uh, have reached to more than uh, 20,000 benefits from different and various projects. And there is, uh, inshallah, will be another uh, 20,000 uh, people are going to target due to the uh, needs on the ground. The NGOs are doing their best to cover the needs mm-hmm. uh, of the people of God's place. And you can, uh, all the people, there is nothing that calls like small things. Small things comes together will uh, build a big thing. Donations yeah. uh, are required. Uh, protesting. We want the brothers and sisters out there to be our voice because they are doing their best to shut our voice down. Subhanallah. May Allah keep you all steadfast and uh, please let the people know in your surroundings that they are in our du'as and that we're doing the brothers and sisters uh, from the UK in particular. Um, are thinking about them and trying uh, to alleviate whatever they can of their suffering. May Allah support you and and make it easy for you. I mean, inshallah. Zakla Khair for uh, talking to us. We'll put your links to your organization down in the description as well, inshallah, for people to learn more, to help spread the word and make some donations, inshallah. Inshallah, thank you. Barakallah fiqh. Zakla Khair. So there's a degree of kind of helplessness, you know, when you're when you when we're talking to brothers and sisters there. I mean, but uh, I think what you mentioned about making du'a and giving them that support as well is very to be sincere. Yeah, to be sincere what with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. To be sincere. He said, uh, you know, we, we want you to be our voice. That's something we can all do. Sometimes we get kind of uh, exhausted mm. and emotionally kind of drained, you know, when you're looking at these things, especially mm. with Syria. Mm. Um, but it's, we have to resist that. You know, because naturally, uh, there's you know, as you know, I mean, medically, you know, there's 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 pathways in our brain and you know our, our neurochemistry that um, actually you know inhibits 
the the sensation of certain signals because mm-hmm. if it brings anxiety or panic or even uh, even physical pain yeah right? so we have to kind of sometimes um, resist that tendency you know mm-hmm. like when you're in a when you have physical trauma the the, the brain kind of those signals of of uh, of pain sensation they get blocked to help you go in shock and mm-hmm. to help you get out of that situation so but they found that when it comes to moral anxiety or 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 some kind of emotional pain as well and suffering likewise similar uh, similar pathways are inhibited that's why it's easy for us to when you see someone suffering almost an automatic reaction to ignore them before we even kind of think about it yeah. and this is something we have to we have to fight you know uh, this is something we can easily if you see see some news some important information some uh, you know a message from people who are voiceless people who are suffering we have a tendency to automatically ignore it or scroll past it but in this day and age in 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 social media kind of dominated uh, landscape all of us have the ability and the power now to make something go viral you don't need a printing press anymore you don't need you know millions of pounds to to have a media organization each and every one of us we can you know um, engage with posts that are important give moral support to people th- using social media yeah. raise awareness about their their suffering and yeah. you know maybe uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uh, count us as having uh, uh, you know exercised our uh, obligation with him jazakallah khair uh, dr ahmed uh, sorry for taking all your no, so much can i say time. something before yes. ending Bismillah. yeah yeah uh, when talking when it comes to those people those people voiceless people in the inside syria mm-hmm. i don't think they they want someone to talk uh, on the, uh, on their be, uh, their behalf why that uh, the vast majority of them they lost uh, their belief in humanity mm, yeah, they lost their belief that uh, there is someone is going to help okay yeah. yeah they lost their trust in everyone okay mm. so uh, <coughs> the only doors open in front of the Syrians are the sky so as a muslim you have to do something to go mm. to convince those people that we are good people we are doing our best to yeah. protect you fine we are a muslim that the meaning of islam the meaning of islam when you find mm. your brother in a very critical situation you have to give give him a hand otherwise you have to question your islam mm. yeah subhanallah. yeah subhanallah jazakallah khairan and jazakallah khairan thank you for watching at home or wherever you're listening to this podcast uh, please do get involved in the comments, uh, share this podcast or the clips that come out of it, inshallah, to help raise awareness and uh, send messages of support to those you know in need. Also, don't forget to let us all, inshallah, to put our money where our mouths are and try and donate as much as we can to uh, help alleviate suffering in Syria and other uh, urgent crises around the world. Uh, if you like this podcast and you want to um, see more of them, give it a like and a share. And uh, remember, we are uh, available wherever you find your podcasts, um, Apple, Google, Spotify, CastBox, and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's it for me. khairan. Check out the description links and important stuff uh, in there. And uh, thanks for watching. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, uh,